Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This one is done. Milwaukee with a series sweep against Sacramento. Doing a very effective job tonight for a 116-98 victory. And the Bucks improved to a game over 500. Their 36th win against 35 losses. They improved their road record to 16 and 19. Yeah, it was a little disappointing Wednesday night at Golden One Center for the Sacramento Kings and the Milwaukee Bucks. Kings had some days to get ready for Milwaukee. Milwaukee was playing the second night of a back-to-back. And really, after the first quarter, it was all Milwaukee. Welcome into Locked on Kings. I'm Jason Ross. Today on the podcast, we're looking back at the Kings and Bucks. We'll look ahead as well to what's coming up this weekend for the Sacramento Kings. And another reminder about our Friday mailbag. Get your questions in, jason.ross at cbsradio.com. We've been getting more and more of those, so I really appreciate that. Send me your weekly questions there or on Twitter at jasonross1140. So that's coming up on the Friday podcast. And to follow us on iTunes, on Audioboom, on Stitcher, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us ratings and reviews there if you would. And certainly on Audioboom and Stitcher, all the different ways to find us each and every day. It's when you want to listen. It's ideal. It's on demand. Podcasts are running anywhere from 15 to about 30 minutes. So you get on with your day, listen to some NBA talk, Sacramento Kings talk, hopefully some interviews, analysis, some fun on here, all that. You guys know it already. But let everybody else know out there that uh, we continue to grow and you can be a part of... uh, the growing process here on Locked on Kings. But I mentioned it was disappointing. Not, you know, I think we're at the point of the season now where it's less about the outcome. I know everybody does care about wins and losses, but with the playoffs out of the picture, uh, there is, I guess, some benefit in losing games. I'm not a big fan of that. You, I still hope for lottery luck for the Sacramento Kings, but it's really more about evaluating individual players and individual lineups and growth and you know when the organization made the biggest decision yet to move on from DeMarcus Cousins it opened up opportunities for Willie for Scal for even Papianis they added Buddy Heald hopefully Malachi Richardson will be back soon and this is about watching those guys giving clear decisions for Vlade Divac on what they need to add in the offseason what guys they want to keep what guys they want to try to build around and I think the best example of what this could ultimately look like is watching the Milwaukee Bucks. And what I mean by that is watching Giannis Antetokounmpo. And here's a guy now in year four who's just still in the early 20s. He's 22. And what he's doing, if you watch his career arc, here's a guy in his first year as a rookie, averaged six points, took it to 12 points in year two, took it to 18 points in year three, and now he's up over 24, nearly 24 points per game and is an all-star and is a amazing player just the kind of talent that is rare what he could do on the floor offensively in so many different realms defensively his length the unique nature of what position is he he could play all of them and he's that good and I think he was certainly without a doubt the star of the night Wednesday at Golden One Center Giannis 
probably easier to say Giannis than it is Dedekumbo. Now changes directions, drives, goes for a two-hand flush. Off the bounce. My goodness, that was impressive. He's 22 years of age. He's in his fourth year in the NBA, and he is stellar. Dedekumbo drives inside, goes easily to the rim. He just blew around Big Papa like there was a stone a statue standing there. Six points for the freak. In the low post as Greg Monroe looks for the cutter. It's Giannis. Oh, my goodness. For the second time, he powers down a monster two-hand rip coming at full speed from the left wing. He's got eight points, five rebounds, two assists in seven minutes of playing time. Here comes Adetokounmpo going to the rack. Uncontested. Scores it. He's got ten points. And he has proved to be more than a handful in the opening minutes. The Kings haven't come close to stopping him yet. And Milwaukee's got their biggest lead of the early evening at 19 to 14. Brogdon right back now to the freak. He drives, he spins, two-hand flush off the dribble. Nobody to stop him that time. He's got 14 in the first half. He's hit six of seven. That's the third time he's got an easy flush. Here's a drive, a foul, and another three-point opportunity for Adetta Kumbo. My goodness. In the first game against Sacramento, he had 17 points, eight boards, eight assists, and four steals. Well, already in this first half, he now has 21 points, nine boards, five assists, a steal and a block, and he's got another and one opportunity. Shot clock at four. They swing it around the horn. Uncovered is Adetta Kumbo, and there's his first three-pointer of the ball game. Give him 25 on the evening. Here comes Adetta Kumbo, hit a steam all the way with that long reach to the window. He's got 29. Dave Yeager going to take time out. We have played a minute and six seconds of the fourth quarter. One of the amazing takeaways from the game for me watching Giannis do what he did was his efficiency. And in this day and age, how you could see, like I already talked about, his game and his growth year by year basically you know, adding about six points per game every season. But here's a guy that doesn't even do it with the three-pointer. The three-point weapon is such a big part of the league. He hit one in the game. He was one of two, but it's not a big part of his game. Gets to the foul line a little bit, is really just aggressive in his takes to the basket. His jumper's good, but he just fills the stat page. 32 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block, no turnover, and just was great. I mean, was clearly the best player on the floor became an, a problem for basically everybody that he was going up against and looked like the best player on the floor, looked like an all-star. And again, at 22, this is what you hope is the start of what we're seeing for Buddy and for Scal and for the guys like that. Because again, right now, these guys aren't finished products and Antetokounmpo is still not a finished product, but he's getting better. Player development's going to be paramount and individual growth. So if we start to look at what Scal's doing in his night, 8-8, eight and eight, that's probably something similar to what Giannis did in his rookie year. We mentioned his average, about six points per game. That's not blowing anyone away. But when you jump to 12 in year two, that gets more people's attention, to 18 in year three, and now 24, and people are already putting him in as a top 15 player in the league. And you can see why, and only how he's just going to continue to get better. So the Bucks ended up winning the game 116-98, and uh, Scal Labissiere, he talked to the media after the game about really his experience going against a guy that, you know, some could see Scal maybe developing like this, but he talked about going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, from the perimeter, you know, he's really fast, so it was a good learning experience. 
that's something you sort of take in and study and figure oh, out. Oh, definitely, you... definitely. Uh, every time I'm on the court, I'm learning something new. So it's all about learning what I need to work on for the summer. So First time ever going up against you? Yeah, that was my first time. I think uh, actually guarding him for a whole game. So. Do you feel um, anything that you do in the future could give you some sort of advantage against someone like that? Uh, definitely. I just I keep working you know, defensively uh, and just keep working overall. So. He's a guy that can play the one, the two, the three, the four. Exactly. Is it something that you look at and say, how can I play the two, the three, the five, you know, or the three, the four, the five? Uh, yeah, I mean, I work on everything when I work, you know, in my game. So, you know, wherever our coach puts me on the court, I'm going to try my best. So. When you were, conversely, when you had some moments against him, even on the defensive end, what, what did you see from him? You said what? Even when you had a couple moments against him on the defensive end, what did you see from him that made him so effective early on? Uh, just, you know, learning how to play, you know, the pick and roll defense. You know, uh, he had a, I think it was Matthew setting screens for him, so that was my first time seeing that. So they had a really unique style of play. And, you know, once I, we came in at halftime and talked about it, I figured, you know, a little bit how to go about doing it. So. You can't touch on a minute ago, but is that a skill set, looking at him? Do you feel it's something you can almost see yourself in a couple uh, that, of years? You know, you know, a little bit of it, you know, grabbing the ball and go, stuff like that, you know. Uh, I feel like I can do that, so I'm just going to, you know, keep working. Seems like you guys came up, sorry, a lot more physical in the second half. Is yeah. that something you guys talked about as well? Yeah, we talked about it. You know, we, I think we got uh, pushed around a little bit in the first half. Uh, you know, but they were trying to make the playoffs too. They're trying to get that eight spot, so we had to be, you know, a little bit more physical with them and, you know, try to, you know, let not let them punk us around. So. When you look at the last three games, it will go KC, San Antonio, and this one, those are three teams trying to get into the playoffs, and they've come out and tried to rough you guys up. Just, do you notice the level of intensity when you're playing these playoff games? Oh, definitely. Uh, it's a learning, you know, curve for all of us, the young guys. So, you know, kind of see what we, you know, kind of picture a little bit where we want to uh, put ourselves in the future. I think uh, it's a good learning experience for us going forward, you know, so. So Scal's experienced the taste of some good games. He had that 32-point game against Phoenix. Now he's getting minutes again, 31 minutes. He started eight points, eight boards. Wasn't Scal's best game. It wasn't bad. He just what didn't stand out the, amongst the Kings. They had six guys in double figures. Scal was one of the guys that did not get there. But Kings really, uh, offensively to me, wasn't the problem. The numbers looked pretty good. Shot 49%, hit 10 three-pointers. Moved the ball enough for 19 assists, turned it over an okay amount, 13, and had the six players in double figures. Buddy Heald had his most points as a king with 21. Tyreek had a huge fourth quarter. And again, six players in double figures, it was the defense. And I think a lot of the individual uh, details defensively were missing with guys like Costa not playing. Ty Lawson's an okay defender. And, you know, you're putting in a lot of young guys trying to defend a veteran team, a team that was needing the game that's been playing well, is having a good West Coast road trip, and they just took advantage of that and pounced on the Kings in that 116-98 victory. Let's go ahead and hear what uh, Coach Yeager had to add with the media after the loss. Our record, and, and they're going to sleep on us, and uh, right now we're playing teams that are very focused and trying to get a seating, fighting for playoff spots, and uh, this team is playing very, very well right now, and it was a good experience for our guys. Coach, Willie had uh, seven boards tonight, which is something that is is sometimes a, a knock on him is just that he needs to be more active and come up with more rebounds, but also four blocks. What are you seeing from him defensively just kind of as he's getting a little bit more extended time and experience? Uh, he's just getting more experience so he can be in positions, um, not to take anything away from him, but 
I know at least three, two of his free, uh, rebounds were off of free throws, but hey, you take him how you can get him. He's doing a great job. He's, you know, he's saving himself steps because of he's learning, and so he's two steps closer to getting a block, or he's he's hitting a hitting a, a checkout or box out a little bit sooner, and that it just takes some time. Uh, you talked about good experience for your guys. How big of an of a, a experience, or uh, you know, throwing scowl to Tech Tumbo, just talking about him tonight. Yeah, it's it's good for him. It's it's just different, uh, you know, for a, for a perimeter, for a, a guy who's playing inside to play a perimeter guy. And so you're not in pick and rolls very often as the ball handler, uh, defending those kinds of actions, defending a guy who can come downhill at you as fast as he does in transition. Uh, it's it's a different uh, it's a different thing. That's for sure. Anything else? Tyreek Evans had a big fourth quarter. How, how has he just looked to you um, since he's come over here as far as his, uh, his health? and uh, Tyreek? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he does a great job. He gets in the lane. He's really shooting the three ball very well. Um, he's switchable defensively. Uh, he's a tremendous passer he doesn't get enough credit for. Uh, comes off of pick and rolls and holds guys because of his, his size. And he, you'll see him throw those pocket passes where guys is, and we, we might have dropped a couple even tonight. Sometimes, you know, uh, but he's a very good pick and roll player, very good at the rim. And when he adds the the three point shot, I don't know what he's he shot a, a, a super nice percentage since he's been here. So, coach talking about a couple things there. Tyreek's big fourth quarter. He had 14 in the fourth. Tyreek hasn't been playing a ton. He was pretty efficient. And again, watching Tyreek now, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a long term plan to keep him on the Sacramento Kings, but it's been. That's again. I'm going to go back to growth. The guy like I talked about earlier, Giannis, and what you want to see from Buddy and Scal and Willie and Poppy Giannis, the younger guys on the Kings. Tyreek really was not a good jump shooter the first four years in the NBA, and most of those years, all those years were with the Sacramento Kings. He's worked, he's worked, he's worked. He's become such a better shooter. The Kings are benefiting out of that. He hit two more threes, two of three, eight of fourteen. He's not a guy that just drives anymore. That's a big part of his game, but he could shoot the ball a little bit, and that helped the Kings. Um, in the end, though, six made threes, six more made threes by Milwaukee. That's 18 more points. I always talk about three-point differential. They won by 18, so those seem to be the big factors. The other thing the coach talked about, and I think this was true, the game meant a lot to the Bucks. Boston had defeated Indiana earlier in the night. In Milwaukee had been playing well, a 3-2 and two road trip, now 4-2 and two on the West Coast before heading home. And they get over 500. They move up a slot to number six in the East, and, you know, again, I don't want to say they were desperate, but the game had a little more zip and a little more meaning. Not that the Kings didn't try to win, but when you know you're not going to the playoffs, it just has a different feel, different mentality. And uh, Milwaukee was the better team anyway, and it was pretty clear from the get-go. The strange part, so this game on Wednesday night, the season's almost done. Three weeks, it's going to be over. And the Kings just have to keep playing, keep competing, keep trying to grow guys, and then get to that critical part of the offseason to take that next jump, which is what they hope to do. All right, again, another reminder, join us on Friday for another edition of Locked on Kings. Want your email questions for our Friday mailbag, jason.ross at cbsradio.com. Also on Twitter at jasonross1140. You can hit me up there as well. Thank you so much for listening as the Bucks defeated the Kings 116.98. Back again tomorrow for another edition of Locked on Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 